All right, Kelly, thank you very much. That's Kelly Robinson, in case you need to sign him up for talent sometime or other. That's who that is. And he's been my friend for 35 years. That's a long, long time and a good friend. Um, and another good friend, Jared Taylor, is running the boards and answering the phones for me today. We are live here on a beautiful Saturday across Texas. I hope you've had a good week. It's uh, it's getting more and more hectic as we get into November and on toward on toward the holidays. So we're going to talk about gardening, gardening in November. I hope we are. I hope you'll call. As I said last week, it gets harder and harder and harder to solicit. It's only six or seven letters, seven or eight letters, and I still stumble on it. To solicit calls at this time of year, I'd love to hear from you. Don't try to sell me an extension to my car warranty. I just want to talk gardening today. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Please, let's talk now. Please fill up those phone lines. Jared will screen you and make sure that you're calling, not asking about uh, high school playoff football or anything of that sort. And uh, then we'll talk gardening. 888-256-1080. There are lots of things that need to be done at this time of year, and we can talk about them. If you have questions about some of the plants in your landscape, that's what we're here for. It's what I do. I've been doing this program for I've been doing this program for about 33 years and uh, for to more than 30 stations across the great state of Texas. I've been doing other commercial radio programs. I'll have one this afternoon uh, that uh, is about four years old. I have one tomorrow morning that I've been doing for 44 years. So it's, uh, it might turn into a career. But the number for this number for this program right now, 888-256-1080. Today began as a very vertigo-driven day, and so I really would be grateful for some phone calls. I'm hanging on to my broadcast desk, and uh, just it is stable. I know where I am. I know what I'm talking about, and I don't have to move, and that's a good thing. So let's talk gardening. Uh, the uh, My alma mater, I grew up in Texas, transferred as a junior to Ohio State, and Ohio State plays Nebraska, and that's where my mom and dad got their degrees and Dad got his master's and Ph.D. there, and if he were living today, we would be uh, we would be challenging one another. He loved football, and and uh, this would be a fun day. So I think of him on a day like today. Anyway, let's. Uh, I see we're getting a call from Amarillo, and we'll get to that in just a second. Let me get the program underway. So as we get into November, there are some things you must get done before it turns really cold and uh, some things you'd like to get done before it gets any colder. So those are the sorts of things we'll talk about. But really, most of all, we will talk about anything that's on your mind. That's uh, that's my goal, is to answer your questions. One last time, that number, please call now, 888, toll-free, anywhere you can hear me, from the Big Bend country and Amarillo also, all the way to uh, southeast Texas, from Victoria and Corpus Christi, all the way to the Red River. 888-256-1080. I have a, a very good offer on my book, and it is good for the next uh, 10 days or so. It's good only until the 15th of November, and I'm calling it my early Christmas special. And the reason for that is I'm trying to get as many orders in as early as I can 
uh, so that I can get them in the mail as quickly as I can. You are hearing the stories that the Postal Service and the other carriers are all running way behind schedule because of manpower shortages. And so I thought, you know what, I ran behind last year because I just couldn't get all the books that were ordered signed. I sign every book as it sells. And 2,000 orders came in in the last two weeks before Christmas. I got them all out, and I think they all arrived on time, but it was it was 18-hour days, and I just about, about collapsed. So I'm putting the big special on now, and here it is. It's a perfect gift to be used and remembered for years. Niels Perry's Lone Star Gardening, self-published, so that I could make the decisions myself of what I wanted to include. Uh, one of those decisions was to have Carolyn Skye as my editor and Cindy Smith as my graphic designer. And the three of us built this book, 344 pages, 840 of my best photographs. It's a hardback printed on high-quality paper in San Antonio by Clear Visions. They're fabulous. I sign each copy as it sells. It covers everything about outdoor gardening for every county in Texas. 69,000, almost 70,000 copies sold at this point, and I guarantee satisfaction or a full refund. I've not had one request for a refund at this point. Eleven chapters covering lawns and landscapes, flowers, fruit, and vegetables. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar of when to do everything. The book is thirty six ninety five, but here is the special that is good through November 15 only. With the first book bought at the regular price, the second and third books to the same mailing address are only $31 each. You're saving almost $6 per book when you buy them together that way. It makes that great gift. It's not in stores and not on Amazon. There are two ways you can buy it. One is by calling my office Tuesday through Friday next week. We'll be closed day after tomorrow, Monday national holiday. So call 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way by far is to order from my website, neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. At Mueller, they believe in value. Mueller's Value Plus buildings are pre-engineered, and they feature an easy-to-assemble, bolt-together design. Mueller's durable roofing panels are hail-resistant. They come backed by a 30-year limited paint warranty. But True Value never stops. It's just a quality product at a reasonable price. True Value shows in service that you receive during your purchase and in how a company stands behind their product after the sale. Mueller understands that buying a steel building or a metal roof for your home, those can be lifetime decisions, and Mueller will provide assurance before, during, and for decades after your purchase. At Mueller, you simply get more. You get more for your money, more confidence in their company, and that gives you more value. Call Mueller today, 877 877- Two, the number two, eight seven seven two Mueller. That's eight seven seven two six eight three five five three. Or visit them online at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, because Mueller means more. I'll have more after this message. Thank you, Kelly, very much. You know, since you and I spoke last, last, uh, um, Saturday morning, my wife and I went to see 
Saturday evening, one of the regional or area, whatever it's called, it's, it's the, the step before state of the marching band contest up, uh, up where we live, up in northeast uh, Texas at the Mesquite uh, Memorial uh, Coliseum, football stadium, whatever. And I got to tell you, that is so exciting to see what the kids do. And, and hats off, we had uh, our granddaughters were involved in McKinney Boyd. They came in eighth out of ten, and we're proud of them because there are a lot more than ten uh, schools in the, uh, in, the, in the competition, and they made the finals uh, of that competition. The top five are going to state, and, and the top three, I believe, I believe are all out of Louisville ISD. Uh, Flower Mound and Marcus and Hebron, and the creativity and the musicianship and the the showmanship of those kids and their teachers. Oh my goodness! So if you're anywhere near the Alamo Dome, and I think it's, uh, I don't know if it's coming up this weekend, maybe going on today. For all I know, I don't know. It's sometime really quickly now. You gotta go. It's just so cool. I'm not a musician. I married a musician, a lady who played in the Ohio State Concert Band uh, before the marching band had uh, had girls in it, and or she would have been out there. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, we went to the TMEA, Texas Music Educators Association, state convention in February several years ago. And as I walked in there uh, at the San Antonio Convention Center and heard all of the incredible talent of the schools, the public schools, I guess maybe private schools too, but public schools of Texas, 25,000 people in attendance. Oh my goodness gracious. What a, what a, what a trip. What a wonderful trip. Let's go to Debbie and Amarillo. First call up today. Debbie, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Sperry. How are you today? I'm doing well. It's Neil. How can I help you? (laughs) Yes, thank you. Uh, we we listened to you on Saturday mornings, and uh, we've ordered your book, and we have it here. In fact, I have it open to the month of November. Our question is, where we live here in Amarillo, we're in an older neighborhood that we have a lot of very old trees that are 50, 60, 70 years old. And when we moved in, we had planted rows bushes just in various places around well now these trees are still getting so much bigger we pay a lot to have them cut and uh, you know fed during the years mm-hmm. but now our roses are in shade and we were trying to decide if now is it worth trying to transplant these rose bushes to some place else where where we know that we can get more sun or when should we do that, or what's your thought? If you're going to transplant rose uh, roses, rose bushes, or or climbing roses, that would be best done uh, coming out of the winter. And and in Amarillo, as far north as you are, as cold as you can get, I would say that's going to be a mid to late February job. For the rest okay. of the state, it's going to be late January, early February. But uh, your your uh, your time would be uh, toward the end of February, and. I'm going to tell you candidly, if I had an old rose bush, unless it had some really special significance to me that my somebody had given it to me uh, as a special gift or something of that sort, I'd probably go buy a new vigorous rose bush and and go with that because it when you when you transplant an old rose bush, it's like transplanting an old established shrub. It has a large root system. It has a large trunk. Oh. 
and it's a workout and uh it sets it back a good bit and you you're just it's a lot easier it's a lot easier just to start a new plant and i see that you have crepe myrtles uh, also on the on the docket to be moved is that correct yeah well with those with those i would move those but not the not the roses so much okay well the crepe myrtles what ended up happening is we have tried every year for the last couple of years Oh, sorry, my ring doorbell just went off. Uh, we have tried to plant uh, crepe myrtles, and um, they make it, you know, through the summer season, and they look so pretty. And then, dang, we get these big freezes like we had in February, and then again right. in uh, well, and they just die back. And, you know, and then they start trying to grow out of the, the roots, Right. So we're just trying to decide, okay, let's just give it up, dig them up, or, and give up on trying to plant crepe myrtles up here. I don't think I would give up. Uh, the, the, the thing that you're going, I, I work a lot with crepe myrtles. I'm in, involved with the crepe myrtle trails of McKinney Foundation, and we are trying to establish uh, the World Collection Park with all the known varieties side by side. And we've planted about thirty to forty thousand crepe myrtles in McKinney, so I'm pretty involved with crepe myrtles. Um, yeah, we one were of the next wood last weekend over in Salina, and mm-hmm. we just saw all those beautiful ones that they're lining there on Preston Road. Yeah, we're trying to get them not to top theirs; they top theirs, right. and, and I get a bunch of photographs sent to me every year about look what Salina does, and we'll right. we'll make progress with them. That's that's the one yeah. thing that we wish they wouldn't uh but but to my point in, in the plantings that we've done in mckinney uh where none of the public plantings ever gets topped at all one of the things that we've noticed is that there are some varieties that freeze repeatedly uh in the in the 21 years that we've been planting and observing there are five varieties that are notoriously winter tender uh, natchez the white one tuscarora yep Tuscarora, and and there's a reason I'm I'm mentioning these by name. Um, Also, Muscogee, which is lavender. Tuscarora is a beautiful rosy uh, red. Tuscarora, and then then Muscogee, which is lavender. Not my favorite lavender, even. Um, Also, Sioux, which is the prettiest pink of all. These are all Indian tribal names. And then one that is rarely seen, but is my favorite red. It's called country red. It's an old variety. And every year when we, and not every year, but if we get an unusual cold spell, either very early cold or very deep cold, those are the ones we watch. They're the ones most likely to be hurt. The ones with the Indian tribal names are the, the handiwork of Dr. Don Egoff from the National Arboretum, and he hybridized using another species, Lagerstromia foreii. And it's, it's our observation that a lot of the ones with the Indian tribal names that have Lagerstromia in, uh, uh, foreii involved are not as winter hardy, and they freeze. If you can stay with Lagerstromia indica, the older varieties, you have a better chance of getting them through the winter in Amarillo. Last year doesn't count because it was extraordinarily awful. So don't don't hold that against any plant, uh, but look past that at, at other years. Uh, 
And and so if you can go with the old indica varieties, and there are many others that are very good, if you go to crepemyrtletrails.org, C-R-A-P-E, crepemyrtletrails.org, there's a list of the best varieties, and I had a big hand in, in, in making that. I, I wrote every word on, on the website, every word that pertains to crepe myrtles, not the events and things, but the crepe myrtles. And... If you look at that, you'll see the list of the best varieties, and a lot of other people helped me put that list together. And those are the ones that we have felt are the best in North Texas uh, for winter hardiness, and and that will give you a good start. There are some that will be winter hardy in Kansas, uh, some that Dr. Carl Whitcomb developed in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and and that's as cold as you are, pretty close to it. Correct. So right. that's 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 where I would suggest you uh, you you start. Okay, could I ask you one more, just one more question? I thought about it after I uh, uh, called. Yes, um, I, I need to move uh, okay. kind of quickly, but you bet. Okay, some of these old trees that we have, uh, one of them, I think it's, I don't know if it's an American elm or a Siberian elm, but they're 65 years old. I noticed after that terrible freeze that uh, some of the bark, at the bottom is starting to come off. I'm hoping the bark is coming off because of how the water sprinkler is hitting it. But is there anything that I need to start worrying about? On I those can't. Trees? I can't tell you without seeing it. Your arborist will need to take a look. Get a certified okay. arborist on site. They'll need to look. American elms and Siberian elms are vastly different. You can identify them very easily. Uh, the American elm leaves are four or five times the size of, well, three or four times the size of Siberian elm leaves. Uh, okay, I hope you have American it elm. It would be a much better tree. It is. But, it's, it's an American elm. That's what yeah. it is. It's what is the name of the, what is the name of the neighborhood that is the older neighborhood with the lovely landscapes on south of downtown? Well, well uh, where we are is in the Bivens, um, in the Bivens uh, neighborhood uh, over by St. Andrews. Okay, and, and so, Bivens is the uh, two-story houses and the really yes. pretty landscape. Yeah, that's I remember right. the neighborhood. Didn't remember the name. It's so pretty, and and you know it's not easy to to garden in Amarillo, and and the folks right. in your neighborhood have have done a beautiful job. So hats off to you. I better run, but hopefully that'll get you started on those things. Okay, thank you, sir. I, I enjoyed the call. Thank you so much, Marla in Burton. You're coming up next, Brenda in Amarillo, right after. Uh, Marla. So stay with me, folks. Neil Spray's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter that comes from my computer to your email on Thursdays at 6 p.m. We sent an extra one out on Tuesday this week because we missed a week ago. Had a had a, a extenuating circumstance. Gretchen, who uh, puts it together for me, uh, lost her dad uh, two weeks ago, and uh, we just didn't do one that next week. <laughs> It's the only thing you can do, you know. And so I did a special one two nights ago on houseplants. The whole thing is on houseplants, and I, I told you it was coming. So if you want to look back, you can see the one from two nights ago, and you can also see the one from Tuesday. And I think you'll enjoy eGardens. I spent two days getting the one on houseplants ready for you, about two and a half days, actually. So I do a lot of work on eGardens, and it is free and always will be. I will never spam you. I never give or sell your email address to anybody. There always are five stories in eGardens, and generally one of them is a featured plant of the week, one of them is a featured question of the week, and one of them is gardening this weekend, where I tell you things you need to get done at that specific time of the year. 
year, that specific weekend. Take a look at it. You sign up for it at neilsperry.com. That's where you also take advantage of that great book offer I mentioned to you for Christmas. That's at N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Click on the eGardens tab. You can see the issue, and you also sign up right there. Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. More after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you. Let's go to Marla in Burton. Burton's a fun town. Marla, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How can uh, I help you? My question, my question is, I have been, our family has been staying in my mom's house in Burton in town while we've been building a new home right outside of town. Well, she has extremely old amaryllis planted by a fence if she had survived she died last summer uh she would be 88 years old and i have heard my entire life her grandmother told her that uh she had planted those at their home place in warrington uh in fayette county Mm -hmm. uh when she was a teenager and so in 1978 Mm -hmm. my parents moved from the country to this little house in Burton. So they were transplanted from Warrington to Burton in 78. And now I have a couple of weeks to, because I've sold this home recently and I have a couple of weeks of a window that if I want them, I, I have to get them out. I'll bet you want them, don't you? Yeah. I'll bet you (laughs) do. Like, you know, nobody believes this story, but I've, it's, it is actual, and uh, I've been told this is the wrong time of the year to do this, and that, that uh, soil in Burton, I don't know what it is, but it, you just put it in the ground, and it gra- it grows. It just is really great soil. I, and I don't think you have anything did, to... I don't think you have anything to worry about. The only concern I would have would be if there were another really extreme cold spell, you'd want to put some tree leaves up over them or something to protect them, but I don't think you'll have any problem at all. You know what I would do, Marla, is um, do you know the people who have bought the house? Was it bought in a way I, that you... I do. Okay. I, do know I, them. I would leave some behind and tell them the story and just say, you know, I want to move some of these. And I want you to have some. I have the one favor to ask. If anything happens to mine, could I come back and get a start from yours? If I, well, if I'll I try. give you some, I'll try. Yeah, there's 45 uh, plants. I counted right. them, right. and we only lost like six during that horrible freeze. Yeah, they so, mine came through uh, beautifully, and I'm way north of you. Uh, we went to four below zero, and and I thought, well, I'm going to lose all of them, and I have. I had a friend of mine, he's, he's deceased now, but he brought me a clump in, in April, uh, right before they were going to bloom. He knew that I'd been looking for them, and, and uh, he, in fact, I, I don't think I knew the man before he brought these to me at a, at a garden show I hosted. And um, it was a great big clump with probably 15 plants. And I divided them right away and, and trimmed them back so that they wouldn't, they, they did go ahead and try to bloom. I, I trimmed the flower stalks off. And probably now I have 250 plants. And I thought I'm going to lose every one of those. And I didn't lose any in the cold. Um, and, Do I and I don't think, top I don't off? think you will. Beg your pardon? Do I trim the top of them off? I would probably trim half of the, of, of each leaf 
cut them back by about 50% just to, to compensate for the uh, damage you'll be doing to the root system. It's it's not, you and do I, that with iris, you do it with daylilies when you transplant them. Okay. And I have really uh, clay soil out at the house in the country. Do I have to amend it with some pon- compost or something? That's where they'll be going, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I would. About, I, I have the same okay. kind of bad soil and I, I put a lot of organic matter in i'll put uh, probably three or four or five inches four or five inches not three of different kinds okay. of organic matter peat moss uh, compost well rotted compost uh, finely ground pine bark mulch rotted manure okay. and then i put a i put one inch of expanded shale s-h-a-l-e in uh, I, I used to use uh, mortar sand but i don't use that anymore because the shale is so much better and and uh, okay. and and, then and what I, is shale? Shale is, is a it's a heat treated clay product that pops. You know, you you probably have seen the white product called perlite for potting soil. Yes. It's been around fifty years. Well, that's heat treated and it pops like popcorn. Well, the shale is a clay and it's heavy. Uh, when when it pops, it's it's heavy. Uh, the the original shale i don't know if it's still made by txi the 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 uh, concrete people but uh it makes a wonderful soil amendment texas a&m did a lot of research with it and found that it was good at loosening clay soils and helping hold moisture and nutrients in a good way so use that in addition to the organic matter and then rototill down about uh, about a foot deep so that'll that'll i'm gonna go ahead and dig those out you can do it at a girl it's a, at least well, it's not 100 degrees time. right now, so it's a nice time to do it. Have a good day. Yeah, thanks for the call. Is. I appreciate it. It's a good story. All right, Brenda and Amarillo, you'll be coming up next. Let me get a break out of the way, and, and you are next. I promise you've been waiting so patiently. 888-256-1080 is the number. You'd be right behind Brenda. 888-256-1080. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my book, and the Christmas offer is just about gone. And the reason is I put it way early this year because of the Postal Service having manpower shortages and because Neil having... Uh, <laughs> having agony of trying to sign so many books last year right at the at the deadline right before christmas so i'm trying to give you the very best deal uh, about three weeks out from christmas four weeks out it will end november 15 first book you buy is 36.95 that's the regular price but if you'd like to get it as a gift the second and third book shipped to the same mailing address at the same time are only 31 dollars each now you're saving almost six dollars per book and it gives you a book that you can give proudly to anybody in the state of texas or southern oklahoma it's 344 pages 840 of my best photographs that's a lot of photos it's a hardback printed on high-quality paper by Clear Visions in San Antonio, and I sign every copy as the book sells. I guarantee your satisfaction, or I'll refund everything you spend on it. I've not had one request for a refund in the first 70,000 books that I've sold. Eleven chapters cover lawns, landscapes, flowers, fruit, and vegetables, and chapter two I've never put in a book before. It's a 48-page calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all your plants. Remember, this special runs out on November 15. The book is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. You can buy it by calling my office Tuesday through Friday next week, or right now ordering it on my website and you can read more about it at the website at neilsperry.com n e i l 
S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Office phone number is 800-752-GROW, G-R-O-W. That's 800-752-4769, and the office will be open Tuesday through Friday next week. The better way is at neilsperry.com. More after these messages. All right, thank you very, very much. And we go to Brenda in Amarillo, who probably feels like she's been on hold for tech support. Brenda, I am so sorry you had to wait so long. How are you today? I'm well, Neil, and it's fine. I would be listening to your show anyway. Well, thank you. I'm just sorry you had to weld your ear to the to the phone. But anyway, <laughs> how can I help you? Well, I know that you recommend chilling tulip bulbs, and I'm wondering if that isn't the case for us since we're about a zone seven. Do you feel yeah. like that's still necessary here? Yeah, you know what? I would I would call you zone six if you're looking at the uh, at the 2012 Harding the zone map. I think they I think they slipped a cog when they moved the things up a ways. Um, I would I would still chill. It doesn't. Um, I'm going to come back and explain that to everybody who wonders what on earth we're talking about, Brenda. But I would still do that because I just feel like it it's it doesn't take much effort and it's done that way and the and the bulbs are are covered that way. Uh, let me explain to everybody. Tulips need a pretty cold winter in order to bloom properly. A tulip that is planted in the southern part of the state of Texas or in the in the along the Gulf Coast, and does that does not get any chilling to uh, fool it into thinking it's way north, will bloom too early and it will bloom just barely out of the ground, about three inches tall. You say, well, what's wrong with that tulip? There's something wrong. And the truth is, it just isn't happy being in a a balmy climate. And as you go north in Texas, you get to areas where the soil is cold and where they do, in a really bad winter, get enough chilling, enough cold, that they bloom properly. But the problem is that most of Texas isn't that cold every winter, and so we chill them just to be sure. They need 45 days at 45 degrees. And we don't know if we're going to get that. And so we put them in the refrigerator, not the freezer, but the refrigerator uh, from the day we buy them in October or November. And then we try to get them planted between the middle of, of December, December 15, and, and January 1. And, you know, by January 1, you guys could be six below zero. And so you probably want to move that forward a little bit. But, but I would still chill them just to be on the safe side. Okay. Do you do that with daffodils as well or just two? No, daffodils don't need that. They're happy. Okay. Um, and the okay. only two that, that really require the chilling are uh, hyacinths, Dutch hyacinths, the fragrant ones, not grape hyacinths. Okay. Dutch hyacinths and, and tulips. Okay. Well, it was nice to speak with you again. Uh, You're Neil, wonderful. And have a good Saturday. I hope you do too. Thanks for being patient with me. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All righty, we go to Sharon in Rusk now in East Texas. She waited one-tenth as long as, as Brenda had to. Sharon, you're a lucky girl. How can I help you? <laughs> Good morning, Neil. Good morning. You're question. right. Beautiful morning. What uh, can I do for you? About late, Lady Banks roses, I have one, and do I need to do something special to prepare it for the winter? I don't want to go through another winter like we did last year, but... You know, I lost quite a few plants. Yeah, we all did. Uh, did you have this plant last winter, or is it a new one? This will be the first winter for it. it 
uh, I put it in the ground early spring. All right. Um, you could you could wrap something over it or uh, whatever, a quilting or something, if it got extraordinarily cold. But you can't do that more than about the first year because then they get so large that it's just not practical to try to do that. So I think you have to, uh, you're just going to have to uh, uh, let it go on its own. That's about all you can do after after um, uh, after it gets established. I don't think you'll well, have a major problem. Oh, I hope not. Yeah. How long did you have the old plant? Uh, did, about four did, years. Okay. Well, there are Lady Bank. Oh, there were. We're speaking the past tense. There were Lady Banksia roses that were. 30 years old that, that were lost last year that had not been uh, damaged before that. So, you know, uh-huh. I, that's why I say I don't think you'll, in the long term, have any, any major problems. But uh, we, we don't know how long it's going to be till we have another one of those winters. I've lived in, uh, well, I grew up in Texas and then left for six years to go to Ohio State and teach for a couple of years. Um, but in all of my life, I've not encountered anything like like we had in February. The other the other problem, Sharon, with last February was that the cold came so late in the winter that the plants were getting ready to grow. They were already kind of gearing up for growth. They were softened a little bit, and it did damage. Uh-huh. If it had if that had come in mid January, they would there wouldn't have been as much damage. That's why we have seen so many trees that were damaged. Oh, so. okay. So um, I, I just think should, that was a that was a once in well I, I hear people say once in a thousand year cold spell, not because of how cold it got, but because of how long it stayed cold, how cold it got, and when it happened in the course of the, of the winter time. Now should I mulch it? Well, I have. Pine that's going to keep the worse. that's going to keep the roots happy, and it would come back from its roots. It's it's grown from cuttings. But that's not going to make much difference to the top growth. That's that is a very keep weeds away. It's it's keep moisture there. It's a minor thing to do, but you can certainly do it if you wish. Uh, I I mulch my beds anyway just to keep the weeds out, but it and and keep them moist during the summertime. But that's not going to make a difference in whether the top dies or not. You, okay. Just don't don't anguish over whether the top is going to die down. I, I think if you worry about that, let me let me put it this way: If you want to leave your mailing address, I can send you a list of a thousand things that are more important to worry about. <laughs> I'll, I'll just start <laughs> listing them. I can come up with a big list. <laughs> I have uh, I have two of your books, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I just don't don't let that bother you. And if if something should happen in in another thirty years and you have to replace it, they grow quickly. They're not expensive. Life is wonderful. You'll be fine. I know. Well, you thank go. you so much for your time. You're welcome. Have a beautiful day in East Texas. I'll bet it is. Take thank care. You. Thanks for calling. All righty. All right, we have a call from Joe in Spearman, and we'll go to uh, that call in just a moment. Let me get my last break out of the way. This is for my website, neilsperry.com. 
and E-I-L, in alphabetic order, E-I, and E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. And uh, that's where you find that very, very special offer on my book for Christmas gift giving, the offer that runs out November 15. That also is, I might add, about the only place you can buy my book. It's not in stores and not on Amazon. It's the only place you can sign up for my electronic newsletter, eGardens. It is the only place you can find the uh, 1001 Frequently Asked Questions. That was another book that I had. That publisher went out of business about a month after my book published. And so, rats, that was a year of my life that went down the drain. So I just put it on my website. I thought, I'm going to get some good out of it. So there you are. And that's free for you right there on the website. And uh, so a lot of other useful information at neilsperry.com. I hope you'll bookmark it. I hope you go back often and take a look. That's at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. When people think of Mueller, they think of quality steel buildings. They think of durable metal roofing. But that name Mueller means so much more. It means you'll have a product manufactured by Mueller including in-house engineers to help design the building of your dreams. It means you will have a company in business for 90 years standing behind your warranty. It also means you get tons of added value. Value of roofing site visits, forklift delivery, and a Mueller assurance team that's ready to help you along the way. And Mueller is on the cutting edge. They design and manufacture new products, like their greenhouses. They came into their line about 10 years ago, standing seam roofing panels. If you want to find out more about Mueller products, go to their outstanding website, MuellerInc.com. Now that's M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or stop by one of their 33 locations. MuellerInc.com, because Mueller means more. I'll have more after this message. Thank you, Kelly, very, very much, and thank you all for listening. It's been wonderful today. We've had lots of nice calls and some interesting calls, very, very interesting calls. Uh, we had one from Burton, but nothing from College Station, so usually they predominate a little bit. It's kind of fun. Football season changes the uh, the game plan just a bit for us. Let's go to Joe in Spearman. And I was telling uh, telling Jared off air, if you think Amarillo is far north, take a look at where Spearman is in, in relation to uh, where you are in Texas. Joe, how can I help you this morning? Um, hello, a hello of, Joe. Uh, can you hear me? I do. Okay. A couple of springs ago when I was in East Texas, I gathered some bluebonnet seed and brought it all the way to Spearman. And um, I planted them right then, and I had one that came up in July. It survived the winter. It was evergreen when we were 14 below, oh and it got, about, it got about 30 inches across, <clears throat> and it bloomed in the spring. It probably had well over 100 blooms. It was a gorgeous spot. So I, it went to seed, and when I pulled it up, it was just one plant with one taproot, and I shook it over the flower bed, and I've probably got 10 growing right now that came up in July and August that has survived a mild frost, and hopefully they'll do the same thing they did last winter. Last Fabulous. Spring. That's exciting. It, I guess it mutated into what I would call a biennial. 
Well, it may. So, no, I don't I, know that it mutate. There are different species of blue bonnets. I think there are five. Uh, they're all lupins, well, But I anyway, got, yes, I got this down by Dallas. Yeah, but anyway, what you have is a is an interesting uh, 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 planting. It could just be reacting to the the difference in. Um, the environment and and just reacting differently, uh-huh. but it sounds like it's happy there, and so more power to you. Well, there might be some other people that might want to try blue bonnets. Absolutely, I think it's it's commendable. Oh. Well, good for you. Okay, well, thank you. Fourteen thank below you. is quite a challenge for any plant. Good for you. Thanks it for was. the call, Joe. It was, yeah. and it stayed evergreen all winter. That's amazing. Well, have a great day. Thank you for the call. <laughs> Sometimes that will happen when you have a snowpack also over plants. We found last year that uh, plants that were uh, uh, covered in in a few inches of snow like Indian hawthorns were in in much of Texas, those parts of the plants that had the snowpack around them survived and everything above the snow froze completely. made for some odd looks to the plants, but anyway... Yeah, there are five different species of blue bonnets, and they bloom in kind of a sequence. The ones out in West Texas in Big Bend country are, are taller, and they're just lovely. Folks, I appreciate you very much. Jared uh, Taylor, thank you for a great program. Until next week, happy gardening.